0: La fata illa lila, sa'if illa dhu'l-faqa'ah. La feta'a illa lila, sa'if illa dhu'l-faqa'ah. A'udhubillahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today we're looking at Hadith number 9 from 110 Lessons for Life from the Commander of the Faithful, Imam Ali. May God's peace and blessings be upon him. And today's Hadith, although it's very short, uh, only three words in the original Arabic, however, we will see today that the meaning is vast. It's a very deep, profound meaning and thought that the Commander of the Faithful is going to be sharing with us today. And the topic we want to look at is... Uh, what we try to term in English as tribulations or pitfalls. Now what we understand before we look at the actual hadith is that every blessing or every challenge that comes our way, uh, it has a, uh, a pitfall or a tribulation within it. And yes, even good things that happen to us, we come across a large sum of money for example. There is a tribulation or a pitfall to that blessing that Allah has given us. And what we want to look at today is this tradition from the commander of the faithful where he addresses this. And we'll see how these scholars have uh, interpreted and given the explanation of this particular tradition. So the words of Imam Ali, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, are as follows. In each and every single thing there is an affliction. Now, it was hard for us to find a full word or uh, phrase that could combine the meaning of the Arabic of this particular tradition Uh, so hopefully through the explanation that we offer today this will give a bit more clarity into what the commander of the faithful is saying so first off what we understand is that everything within in in existence today that everything that Allah has created and put at the disposal of the human being it has multiple uses and multiple uh, purposes why it is in existence and things that we are given by Allah whether they be blessings and bounties or whether we have things taken away from us all of these things are done for a purpose and one of the things that we understand from the Islamic ethos is that even in the good things the apparently good things that come to us there is still a detriment or a tribulation within that particular thing now what do we mean by this for example if you look at the human body When a person is in perfect health, obviously everything is functioning properly and they have no problems, they're able to go on with life. However, when it comes to sicknesses, we see that the human body is so uh, precise, so specific, so created in such a way that the smallest of organs of the body is an ocean, is is a universe of understanding of how it works. Just take the example of the eye. And when we look at our eye, we see that it is such a small organ compared to the rest of our body. However, it is so uh, uniquely created that I don't think there's one particular uh, uh, science in medicine that can refer and to uh, and cure the eye or, or understand every component of the eye. But probably there are multiple sciences, multiple disciplines that doctors have to study to understand something as small, physically small, as the eye. And we know that if the smallest of pieces of particles of dust or dirt go into the eye, how much trouble we have. And so we see that even the eye, that there are so many tribulations and, and challenges that come about from this one small organ. But what do we get as an understanding from this particular hadith where the imam says that in each and every single thing there is an affliction? One of the things that we understand is that in everything that we are given, from Allah, there is a negative aspect of it. So, for example, negative in the sense not that it's a bad, but that we have to deal with that positive blessing in a specific way. So, for example, if a person has um, large sums of wealth, he's a very affluent, rich individual. Well, the afat or the tribulation, the calamity which comes upon him is now he needs to protect that wealth. He needs to safeguard it. He has to put it in the right investment portfolios. He has to ensure that the wealth grows, that it, it, it continues to multiply. And so, yes, it is a bounty, it is a blessing, but at the same time, it is a curse, we can say, that a person needs to take care of it. And this can go with anything, basically, within our lives. That Any good thing that we get, there is always, uh, other, there is always a downside to that thing and how we need to maintain and protect and preserve it in order for us to actually benefit and use it in our day-to-day life. In this particular tradition, although we're only looking at three words of this tradition, but as the scholar mentions when he offers commentary of this hadith, he says that the tradition is much longer than what we present. And he states that the commander of the faithful then goes on after these three words to list 30 different things, 30 different bounties or blessings which can be given to us by Allah, and the imam also gives the the afat or the tribulation which would plague a person who has that particular trait or that particular thing given to him or her by Allah. Let us look at just four of the things that are mentioned within the commentary of this hadith. The first thing the Imam mentions is when a person has wara'a which is a level higher than taqwa, that is the consciousness of Allah, then he says the afat or the tribulation that goes along with that trait of having consciousness and even closer proximity to Allah, is that a person will not be happy or content in life. Meaning that when you're reaching the stage of wara'a, you are hopefully trying to cut off yourself from the transient material world, only sufficing with the minimum requirements of a believer to lead one's life in this transient world. And therefore, a person with this trait, although it is a noble trait, however, if it is not cultivated correctly and successfully, then he will always see that he is not uh, at ease or in comfort because he is tr- making do with the, the, you know, the most minimal of possessions of this world. So, with a trait of a good trait comes that challenge of having to balance it uh, with with another trait within the moral teachings of Islam. The Imam then mentions the second trait of having power, strength. A person who is very muscular and strong. And he says that with that positive trait comes the negative trait or the possibility of a person considering other people around him as being weak, as being insignificant, as being, you know, um, people whom he can push around and boss and, and, and just, uh, uh, you know, cause trouble for them. Again, if he doesn't use his energies, his strength in the correct way, then the, the afat, the tribulation of that, of that ability, that strength he has been given by Allah is that he may actually use it to oppress other people. So again, a positive trait which is there and the pitfall of not using it and not cultivating one's inner self to actually benefit from that particular trait. The third thing the imam mentions is that tribulation of the religion is the following of one, one's lower desires. And what he means is that if a person is being committed to the religion but again is not committed in terms of his intellectual and the spiritual portion he's just following religion let's say blindly thinking that he's on the path of salvation then he or she runs the risk of following their lower desires because they do not have a correct understanding of the faith that they are following so again there is a positive which is following the religion but then there is a negative impact which is one who would follow their own desires in the life of this world. And the fourth and final point which is mentioned in this commentary, but again there are over 30 points mentioned by the commander of the faithful, is the problem of the aql, of the intellect. That if a person does not cultivate the intellect in the proper way as they have been instructed to by Allah and by the 14 infallibles, then again they run the risk of following their lower desires because they would intellectualize everything. They would not put things in the proper context. They would not look at things from a religious perspective. Rather they would look at it from a intellectual perspective, disregarding the religious te- disregarding the religious teachings on a particular issue. And so therefore a benefit, a bounty, a boon such as the intellect can become uh, a problem for certain people. And it can become actually a hindrance on the path to Allah if they end up following their desires, their intellectual desires, rather than coupling the intellect uh, with the true understanding of the religion. When when those are, two are, are joined, then the individual would not be able to fall into the pitfall of the intellect. We close and we ask Allah that we are able to learn from the teachings of the commander of the faithful and to realize that within every blessing that we have been given, there is a tribulation, there is a pitfall, a downfall. And that we ask Allah that we can recognize what those pitfalls are so that we can keep away from them, keep aware of them, and that we are not falling victim and prey to the negative, act, negative impact of these blessings which come into our lives. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.